Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Extra Rounds. After a two-week hiatus, we are back on the show. In the two weeks, we had uh, some kind of big life events that kept us away from uh, doing the show on a weekly basis. For me, I was uh, on a honeymoon, so I was out of the country celebrating uh, my wedding, and you are going out on a new business venture. Did you want to talk about that at all? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um I want to talk more about your honeymoon because the photos looked awesome. I'm really happy for you. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we're starting a new uh, a new MMA gym here. We're gonna have uh, jiu-jitsu, boxing, and kickboxing classes every day here in Chicago in the Lincoln Park neighborhood. It's called Foundation Chicago. We're opening July second. We got an opening party July second uh, over here at the at the uh, at the place. If you want more info, it's at foundationchicago.com. But yeah, I imagine we'll we'll involve it more, have some more fun. We're actually planning. Um, once we open up to do some really fun stuff with, with some UFC fighters coming in, doing seminars, uh, actually we're doing some recording there as well. So it'll be a good time. I definitely want to see you there. Uh, I'd love for you to come down and, and talk to some of the guys and, and, and ladies that come in from, from the UFC and just do some fun stuff. Maybe a future remote show, the first yeah. ever remote show in the history of that uh, would Extra be Round. Awesome. Um, so yeah, if you're in Chicago and you're looking for an MMA gym, and I feel like it's a little bit harder to find MMA gyms within the city limits. That's true. Um, so that's exciting. There's you know a lot in the burbs, and that's more likely a result of uh, property prices yeah, in totally. the Chicago area. So it's nice to have one close uh, closer to home uh, for me personally. So I'm excited to check it out when it happens. Thanks, so man. if you're in the Chicago area, make sure to uh, check it out in July. So. While we were gone, um, there was a few developments in MMA. Nothing big, <laughs> but uh, Not really. you know a few things. The biggest storyline, of course, is the announcement of the Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight. Yeah, um, I was in my hotel room in Rome, I think, when the, all the news was breaking, and I was watching uh, it all unfold and trying to unravel it. And then it was all the interviews I've done when people have asked me if it would happen, and I consistently <laughs> said no, or replaying in my mind. Um, so that was interesting to watch unveil from afar and, uh, kind of a weird thing to not be a part of yeah, it, but right. to be witnessing it happen. I, I didn't bring my computer, so I couldn't do anything other than tweet or retweet. Good for you. Though. I wanted to. That's much better. Yes. Uh, you know, wanted to start the marriage off on the right, on the right note. It's a good investment. But, um, so we wanted to get into that first and foremost, because it's the biggest thing that's happened and there's so many things to talk about. First of all, are you surprised at all that it actually came together? Not at this point. I mean, I, you know, months ago, you and I both were were saying that there's a lot that needs to happen before this fight can actually happen. This boxing match can happen. Um, but as it, like for the last month and a half, it it seemed from the information I was getting, just observed from the outside, it seemed uh, that it was likely to happen. Once Dana White switched from saying it was not possible to saying, "Oh no, I want it to happen," uh, I, I figured. Uh, I figured it would happen. Uh, I know both fighters wanted to have uh, wanted it to happen, um, but um, I wasn't sure how much of a legal battle Conor McGregor would have uh, in his way if he wanted to do it without the UFC. It looks like in some form or fashion he wasn't going to have to do it without the UFC. So now I wasn't surprised. Like, but I would say, yeah, I think you know, in the last couple months it seemed likely it was going to happen to me. But before there was a time when I didn't think it was, was going to happen for sure, for sure. Yeah, and uh, it's come together. It's going to be in August. Um, there were so many hurdles to this fight that I, I questioned if they would ever be able to overcome them. Yeah. All. And it looks like they have, but there's still one hurdle that they haven't overcome that apparently the venue they've announced there that will be hosting it is um, already booked yeah. on that date. So 
uh, they're trying to, I guess, work out the negotiations there. And uh, Ice Cube had booked it for his basketball yeah. league, so th- I'm sure he'd be happy to um, acquiesce the date if he was given kind of the right. He's um, about thing. to get paid. He's a good businessman. Yeah, he's know, about paid, to get paid. Cape side tickets. <laughs> uh, so, so I fully expect to see Ice Cube there, which will be cool. Yeah. Um, at the at the fights, but uh, and since it's maybe been a week, I guess it was announced last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It's been a week since uh, this fight's been announced, and there's already been so much content on the internet about it that yeah. it's almost overwhelming yeah. and i was talking to somebody today that i almost feel already like <laughs> worn out by the mcgregor mayweather talk and we're only a week into it and it's just getting started like this is the beginning point it's only going to ramp up <laughs> um so we'll try to run down some of the bigger uh, some of the things that have been out there there's a thousand headlines yeah. that have his name in it and uh, before we get further in the discussion, I just wanted to note and mention because we kind of jumped right into mm-hmm. it that Angelo Reyes, uh, Frank Mir's coach, uh, he's a, you know works with a lot of boxers, but he's kind of transitioned in MMA. He's uh, got one foot in kind of both worlds, so he's a good person to kind of give some perspective on this fight. Uh, and he'll be calling at thirty past the hour, uh, thirty past the hour, so about twenty three minutes or something to kind of talk about this fight with us uh, a little bit more. Um, detail from a technical perspective but before that we'll we'll talk about the um, more entertaining side discussions so uh, first Chael Sonnen fights Bellator 180 yeah. uh, this weekend against Vanderlei Silva on its tangent can't believe that the fight is still booked and it hasn't been yeah. um, called off yet that to myself is surprising but me he, too he was in the Sports Illustrated studios this morning being interviewed about uh, that fight, and they asked him about uh, Mayweather McGregor, and he said that it's a black eye for boxing if it goes past 30 seconds, and it's a huge failure if it goes past the the first (laughs) round. And to her credit, Maggie Gray, who was a host at Sports Illustrated now live on um, uh, in the morning, they stream it on YouTube if you ever want to tune in. He, uh, she tried to point out that Mayweather's a defensive fight, so expecting him to finish the fight in 30 seconds is a bit unrealistic. And uh, Sonnen had a uh, had a response to that, which was basically like, if I if anybody's going into another person's sport, like if I was trying to play LeBron James, yeah. you wouldn't expect him me to hang for very long. Yeah. But anyways, do you agree with him? Is it a black eye on boxing if this fight goes a certain distance? If it's at all competitive? Yeah, I think so. At 30 seconds, yeah, it might be a stretch. But yeah, no, it, it um, Floyd Mayweather should. Should blow Conor McGregor out. He should be able to knock him out um, uh, as well, I believe. I won't say that flippantly. It's something we'll talk about more with, with Angelo. I want to hear his his take on it. But, yeah, I, I think it – yeah, it wouldn't look, it wouldn't look great on, on, uh, on Floyd Mayweather. I don't think it's likely, but, yeah, that would, that would be a big, big shock. I mean, Floyd Mayweather says he's the best fighter of all time. A lot of people agree with him. Uh, at least a lot of people agree that he's up there in terms of this, this – past couple generations conor mcgregor is not even an amateur boxer like i don't care what listen i think he's a better fighter (laughs) you know and he would beat up floyd in a real fight but in terms of boxing he's not even an amateur this is a circus if he manages to make it competitive oh my lord yeah it would be kind of crazy now his coach owen roddy yeah went on the mma hour with ariel hawani and said that he thinks and he believes that conor mcgregor will knock out Sure, Floyd Mayweather. And did you? I I have a lot of respect for him, even though I don't. I haven't like we haven't done any work with him. Did did Owen give any specific reasons why? Nope. He says sheer force of will. He's going to surprise us. Blah blah blah. McGregor's always surprised us. Yeah, he always I, does what he says he's going to do. That's great, but there was no technical analysis, you know. And I wouldn't expect him to give away their game plan. 
Um, and you know, hey, I'm sure he believes it, right? Like that's his guy. And Connor, you can't let Connor hit you on the chin a bunch of times. But uh, yeah, it's not an objective, <laughs> and not even a really in-depth analysis. Well, from a more objective standpoint, Mike Winklejohn mm-hmm. has come out. Mm-hmm. Like I said, an endless supply of headlines yeah, here. Right. Mike Winklejohn's come out and said that he thinks Conor McGregor has a chance in the right. early rounds, right. and and I think at least then he's providing some kind of context that he did. That you know, and looking back into fights where McGregor swung for the fences like Diaz at 196 so that he can tire himself out that earlier in the rounds bodes well for him or earlier in the fight bodes oh. well for him. Then later in the fight when uh, it becomes more of an endurance situation, um, Dana White's downplayed another headline sure. downplayed the endurance questions because he says it's a different kind of endurance when you have grappling in the mix versus strictly on your feet. Yeah, um, it is different. It yeah. is. That's the point is it's something that McGregor's never had to do. Uh, which is interesting. Yeah, I saw Mike Wigglejohn's uh, uh, comments in his interview. I forget where, where it was, but I, I read it. Um, it's hard to keep up. I know, it's hard, but whoever did that, week. kudos to you. We're doing some stuff over at Flow Combat as well. We're interviewing a bunch of striking experts. I'm going to be talking with, hopefully, with Jason Perillo about that, another guy who's in boxing and, and MMA. And I certainly respect Mike Wigglejohn's perspective. He He's had uh, MMA world champions and boxing world champions that he's taken from scratch. So I respect it. And he doesn't think Mayweather, had, Mayweather has a good chance of losing, but you're right. He said, you know, one thing I found interesting, although he, he knows way more about striking than I'll ever know, I thought it was interesting. He said it's something to the effect of Mike, like, you know, if Connor can go and show uh, Floyd Jr. like different things he's never seen, <laughs> I don't think he can. Not in boxing. In MMA, he certainly could. In boxing, I don't think there's anything that Floyd Mayweather has not seen that Conor McGregor, who has never fought as an amateur, could show him. I think people are thinking that Conor McGregor is going to show some like MMA-style yeah. stances or wrinkles yeah. that will throw Mayweather off in the boxing ring. And with, I, I don't think that's necessarily the case. No, not without the risk that those different stances present under liberalized rules. But like the stance, if there's a stance of like that, that suggests you don't know if I'm changing levels, if I'm kicking you, then it's one thing. Exactly. Yeah. Or like I have to stand this way because I'm, you know, bracing for or setting up a kick yeah, or, right. or preparing for exactly. a takedown or I'm keeping my hands kind of lower than a boxer would because I have to worry about you shooting and getting exactly. my underhooks or whatever. So it just, it's just like, yeah, he might show different stances, but it's not going to be as threatening because there's nothing else I don't think so. he can do with it. Um, I agree. So transitioning into another headline, yeah. Joe Rogan on his podcast said that if McGregor were to throw a head kick just for giggles, even though it's not allowed, right. um, and knocked out Mayweather via head kick, that he would be a folk hero. <laughs> He'd be banned for now, life. He also, <laughs> he also kind of acknowledged that that would be horrible for MMA. Sure, sure. But he would be a folk hero. And I think there's a lot of people who hate McGregor or Mayweather yeah. who would rejoice in it. And I'm sure. sure there's a lot of people in MMA who would just enjoy seeing him do that um, for purely entertainment. But, I mean, yeah. it would be a disaster for MMA, especially this is like a sport where everybody's like – where we feel like we've gotten a certain amount of mainstream acceptance, right. but we're still fighting for mainstream acceptance. Yeah, like we're, yeah. we're not fully established in that regard. Yeah, so if, it's like, right. this would be, this would undo all the progress that the sports made. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it would be rough on McGregor. I think he would, I'm sure there's, that's something, uh, that a possibility that Mayweather's team has thought of, and I'm sure McGregor would stand to, to lose uh, a lot financially. I'm sure the athletic commission, uh, would come down extremely hard on him, and I and I, I bet he would be screwed in terms of licensing, even in MMA, for for a very long time. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, would it be cathartic? To, yeah, would there be lots of uh, battered women celebrating Floyd Mayweather, an unrepentant serial, like how a woman beater get knocked out? Yep, that's why they should fight in MMA. Anytime there's like a mix of combat, uh, combatant styles, um, uh, you know, backgrounds fighting, it should be done under the most liberalized rules. This is a weird, it's weird, especially as MMA fights for acceptance, it's weird to let boxing, and I'm no hater of boxing, I've watched it longer than i watched MMA, it's weird to let boxing frame the whole discussion. Like, let's fight under these these more limited rules. But yeah, now he, he, he now listen. Can, will Connor do it reflexively? Maybe. Like, could he could he accidentally do something illegal? That yeah, I think so. Like back kick to the gut that he does. <laughs> that to, would be a that lot. That he was to doing do. for a while to like open up almost every fight. No, it it's like. true. Or a little front kick. Uh, like, I mean, like it could it could definitely happen. Um, it could definitely happen. But I don't think he's gonna plan to do it to like make me cheer right <laughs> yeah it could definitely happen reflexively yeah. um and i think that's something something that people need to be concerned that should be a concern <laughs> the ref should be <laughs> um just because when you're in the moment you've been trained for years and yeah. years and years to react a certain way to try and like put all that in check yeah. even um, things like grabbing i'm sorry mike even things like if so like in muay thai i was just told this last week by coach matt johnson he he sparred with this uh with this boxing pro and they were working. He kept on grabbing uh, instead of just parrying the jab when it came his way. Uh, Matt kept on like catching the the glove, two big gloves, catching the glove, bringing it down, like holding it, and then landing a counter shot. That's not something that's allowed in boxing. You can do it in Muay Thai. So there's little things like that. Like I don't know that it's necessarily would be something like really really dramatic. Um, he's not gonna like headbutt him. Headbutting is not allowed in MMA either. But it could be something like that, like grabbing the glove or the back of your glove hitting with the back of the glove as well like little things like that well what would be um even crazier mm -hmm. is let's say he happens to connect and drop mayweather sure and then instinctively follows him to the ground <laughs> and, to keep punching which it would be allowed in mma but sure. um you know you got to go for that kill but you know I, I guess it's not so much of a biggest concern for me um that at least yeah, not necessarily yeah. the kick and that at least we saw during the Nate Diaz fight at UFC 202 that he was able to like kind of put that into check because sure. he didn't want to go down and get sure. caught on the ground and most so, of the like, time he was he able spars. to resist that temptation totally but he probably doesn't go for the kill 99% of the times he spars either <clears throat> JC Casares if I'm saying that name that's, right that's our guy JC JC actually is the one who uh, helped us uh, who got us uh, Anna Hulaton booked he, he works for our management company so oh, okay. thanks for listening JC yeah thanks for tuning in um, he said that it would, the, I'm assuming he means like a, the head kick or yeah. whether, or McGregor doing that would be the worth the cost of the pay-per-view alone <laughs> to see. And uh, that's coming from a boxer. JC is an accomplished amateur boxer. So him saying that says something. <laughs> and Timmy Lycan says Mayweather doesn't use his legs. It's just boxing. We know, but that wasn't really the, um, we know. I'm not sure, Timmy. What do you, I'm not sure what he means. <laughs> And uh, anyways, if you are watching, feel free to chime in in the comments below. We're just kind of um, talking about all things MMA and catching up after two weeks off to uh, before Angelo Reyes calls in to talk a little bit more technically about the fight. So we're just kind of talking about the fun things. Um, Diedrich Naley, if I'm saying that, mm -hmm. Nolly, Mayweather is going to demolish him. I think that's a, that's a popular opinion, and there's not necessarily a shortage of people saying that. Max Kellerman on ESPN said he doesn't even think McGregor will land one punch. <laughs> um, and it seems ridiculous to say that, but I wouldn't be surprised if Mayweather is thinking, I'm going to go into super uber defensive mode sure. just because I want to shut him out. I want, yeah. to sh I want to show that he can't hit me at all. 
So instead of trying to be more proactive, engaging, he just focuses strictly on never getting hit. Like, sure. Because that would be, you know, a huge thing on his, you know, already long established right. resume of whatever accomplishments. Um, I think Connor's going to fight uh, conservatively, by the way, guys. Like, he, he knows that he can get knocked out. He knows that a check hook the way Floyd caught Ricky Hatton is, is, is probably the way he can get knocked out if he overcommits he goes a little wild so i wouldn't be surprised if both are, are, are a bit conservative um which yeah would be would be strange but um i think i think kellerman is is right there that it's possible that we can like he can get he can he can have happen to him what he did to jose aldo just yeah. really quickly overcommitted one shot and he gets countered badly and with, with something he didn't see jack jorgen says jack jorgensen uh writes i die if connor knocks floyd down and then comes with the hammer fist yeah <laughs> <laughs> Which would be crazy. What's up, Jack? Michula says, you're awesome, Elias. Uh, Joe Cataloni says, Mayweather will cheat again. And uh, Diedrich wants to also add that Connor would demolish him in his sport of MMA. That's very true. Michula says, you're awesome. And what was the other one? Who's going to cheat again? Uh, Joe Cataloni said, Mayweather will cheat again. When? Yeah, well, I mean, what what is he referring to? I mean, I don't know what he's referring to, yeah. but I, I think it's well known that in negotiations, Mayweather always tries to stack the fight yeah. towards his favor. Gets injections making in his Canelo um, cut more weight than maybe necessary. Sure. To to give him that kind of advantage sure. in that area, showing up overweight picking, to fight uh, Marquez. That's true, <laughs> right? Or picking to um, picking. Uh, weights in the boxing gloves that are mm-hmm. favorable to him versus his opponent. Definitely. And let's not forget when he was fighting Manny Pacquiao, there's a huge stink about the gloves that Pacquiao wanted to use. Sure. And I, I believe if I'm remembering correctly, Mayweather made um, something happen there and he had to use different gloves than he had planned on using right. uh, when they were inspecting each other's equipment mm-hmm. before the fight, which mm-hmm. is kind of a weird thing that doesn't really necessarily happen in the UFC because yeah. they're just given equipment by the yeah, promotion. Yeah, yeah. It's not up for uh, negotiation. Right. And uh, JC's back and he says, has anyone brought up former world champion Vince Phillips going to fight in K1 and just getting his legs destroyed since mm. we're talking about mixed fights. That's, uh, That's a good point. You know, I think th- there's so many crossover fights happening yeah. that everything seems to fall by the wayside to this, like, and even just, like, the UFC fights, the straight MMA fights, everything's just f- falling into the shadow of Mayweather McGregor. Yeah. Yep. You know, you look at the Oklahoma City card this weekend, Bellator 180 as well this weekend falling into the shadow. Yep. Um, but like the UFC fight, the UFC Dallas press summer kickoff press conference with Michael Chiesa and Kevin Lee and the fighting on yep. stage, like there was, oh my God, this fight, yeah. this card that was an afterthought is now all of a sudden interesting. And it's like, oh, well, Mayweather was fighting McGregor. And it's like, oh, there's a fight this weekend? Right, right. That's, That's like kind true. of fallen by the wayside too. It's a great card too. Um, yeah. It's, uh, you know, Felice Herrick's on the card, BJ Penn, unfortunately. Um, Johnny, Johnny Hendricks. Johnny Guida. Hendricks, yep. Uh, John D. Giacomo, if Connor wins one round, I'll wear a pink spandex bunny suit in front of City Hall in downtown Philly. This fight's a disgrace to boxing. If this happens, John, and you do that, send us the video and we will play it on the show. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Sounds like you got one handy too, John, right. by the way. You've been looking for a reason to use that. I've been in that position. And then uh, Justin David Kish, I interviewed one champion, uh, Bibiano Fernandez, this mm. week about his UFC interest back in uh, 2012. Do you think he could have been on the same level as a Dom Cruiser Faber? Well, I mean, maybe. He, yeah, I mean, in terms of like ability, I, I think he's a he's a different fighter, but he's certainly an elite fighter. He's a world championship level fighter, and if he was in the UFC, he certainly could have been vying for the titles or being a champion. That, yeah, that's that's my take. He he is a great fighter. John D. Giacomo says. He will send us the video. <laughs> You're awesome. 
and that he does have this suit. Ready that's that's even more awesome. I, you you earned a lot of respect for for saying that. I love it, man. Uh, so there's so many other stones to this Mayweather McGregor thing we haven't even touched, but it's not like we're going to be short on time to no. talk about it. Uh, one of the big things I think is that Conor McGregor is open to negotiate his own athletic apparel deal for this fight. Right. You know, fighting for UFC, the UFC fighters back in the day could pick their different whatever mm-hmm. apparel companies mm-hmm. um, they wanted to work with. You know, Jose Aldo wore Venom and other people wore um, different things. You know, Silva and John Bon Jones used to yeah. wear Nike stuff. Uh, but this Reebok deal kind of got rid of all of that. And, now, because of this fight, he's not being tied to Reebok. He's freed, which I think is just another source of income mm-hmm. for him, and he's mm-hmm. going to make a ton of money and whatever. Yeah. Um, Hope so. It'll be interesting to see, like, if Reebok's, like, if they're really serious about it, and they, they're like, listen, we'll make it worth your while to stay wearing Reebok. Mm-hmm. We won't give mm-hmm. you your $40,000 for this <laughs> fight. We'll, we'll give you, we'll give you uh, you know, a few more commas sure. or another comma at least. Um, but even just to see, like, if, if an Under Armour who's paired up with, yeah. like, George St. Pierre, if they get interested in that, or if it's a boxing company like Everlast. I know Everlast still works with, like, TJ Dillashaw, so sure. they're not, they haven't entirely abandoned yeah. combat sports. But Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see if – I wonder who will line up with, with Connor. It's, if it's going to be someone – because most people are going to assume he's going to lose. And so that's an, that's an important consideration. The other thing is – you know, will it be brands that maybe we haven't heard of, but maybe will some like European brands that are not an apparel or a boxing company or a fight company, you know, fight gear company get involved. I'm assuming they can leverage those eyeballs for something. So I'm, I'm glad that's about the only positive point of this fight for me is that hopefully maybe, I don't know because no, they haven't released any of the financial details, uh, which is a hallmark of the UFC being involved in something because otherwise we would have known, what people are making, we usually do with Mayweather fights or De La Hoya fights or Pacquiao fights. But the only positives about this is that I'm assuming Conor McGregor will get paid more than he usually does. And so I'm happy right. for him for that. Um, but this will go against uh, – this may seem contrary to that, but one thing I did want to talk about is kind of like a, a discursive conversation, what, what, what types of things are or not getting attention in this fight. I am also happy that at least in the form of Sean King, a uh, very popular columnist out of New York – uh, I believe the Daily News, he has a column out um, that is that gave me some indication that maybe the rest of the world is finally starting to pay attention to some of Conor McGregor's horribly bigoted and racist remarks and his pattern of that type of stuff. It's something that no one really talks about. I've written about it a bit, discussed, about, uh, discussed it a bit, um, but Sean King has a column out called Conor McGregor is a Bigot, and uh, he... Um, I'll, you guys can go look for it. You guys can go read it. You can look at the site of stuff and see what you think. But among the often ignored comments are like Conor McGregor saying he wants to, as, as a form of trash talk, saying he wants to go into a favela, Jose Aldo's favela, and enslave the people there. He wanted to murder them, saying that he wanted to turn um, <laughs> Jose Aldo's favela into a Reebok sweatshop because they, quote, unquote, work hard there, uh, calling Nate Diaz a cholo gangster. I mean, this this stuff may or may not register with a lot of people because it's not directed at um, African-Americans or may or may not register um, a lot with people if, if they themselves aren't a minority or Latin American descent. But he has a real clear pattern of that. And Sean King is bringing it up in mainstream um, kind of popular discussion, and I'm glad. Um, we saw a similar thing a few fights ago where people finally started even just raising Floyd Mayweather, the fact that Floyd Mayweather is a serial 
an unrepentant uh, woman beater. He just continues to never make apologies for it. We're not even talking about all the allegations, talking about like his convictions. So this is an interesting thing right now. I hope that the ten- I hope that people do start uh, putting more attention to some of the things that Conor McGregor has said because it's a real pattern now uh, of, of really racist and bigoted remarks. And I hope that that discussion doesn't stop people from continuing to talk about the fact that Floyd Mayweather Jr. Uh, is, is a real uh, sordid and, and really sad, violent past of, of, of uh, and who knows if it's a current uh, life as well because he's unrepentant about it, at least with public statements of, of, uh, of, of beating women. So this is a really, all the fun things aside, it's, it's a very interesting thing to, to look at this and see how we're going to discuss this fight, how we're going to uh, discuss the cultural significance of it, that individuals involved in it, how much are we going to ignore, how much are we going to talk about outside of uh, the fun technique stuff. Yeah, and, and Connor's definitely gotten a lot of a uh, of, 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 of a pass mm. on this, but um, and as egregious as Conor McGregor's errors in that, I remember watching the UFC 196 presser when they were doing it in that uh, yeah. UFC gym in LA yeah, yeah. when he made the first comments about Nate Diaz. Right. And just thinking like, oh, that's not like you've gotten away with saying a lot of things. Yeah. Like that's probably going to get you in a little trouble. And then it didn't seem to really have any lasting backlash no, no but i mean this is a, i think in um one it's the trash talk that's getting him paid so i think he continuously goes to that and mm-hmm. he i think he's trying to find things that would be f- entertain that he knows would be funny or people would think are funny sure. and say kind of almost like a comedian can tread into water that the normal person can't mm-hmm. um to a certain extent that's a very good analogy but he's not a comedian so like right. you don't get away with that like a comedian yeah. gets away with it because they're a professional comedian. Sure. You, a norm, like if I were to make those same kind of jokes, they, I do, I don't get away with it because that's a different platform. I'm a different capacity. Sure. Sure. But I think he's thinking like that and it's, and like, that's what he's trying to do, but he doesn't, that's not his role. Yeah. And but he's, he's also proven like, himself, right? Like he is getting away with it. Right. Right. Like people, he's right. People are laughing and not, yeah, and you're <laughs> right. He mad, is getting right? away with it. He shouldn't <laughs> get away with it. But I, I thought that would be like the one, that that, you know, well, that moment because yeah. there's like a segment like the USC like I don't think Americans at large would be upset about him belittling Brazilians mm-hmm. you know Chael mm-hmm. Sonnen was heralded for everything he said about Brazil um, yeah, said just as bad things he said they speak with like you know uh, they play in the dirt and speak right. like uh, pig pig languages and but you know but I think that's a harder thing for like Another American, Amer- American to relate crime. to, whereas opposed to like the amount of um, people of Hispanic descent who live in America right now, you know, slowly becoming closer to a majority. Very good. I think point. it would that that comment in particular would have had a lot more of an impact than anything he said about Jose Aldo, but it didn't. It seem would have been a good guess. I mean that, and that that's that raises a, that's a really interesting point, Mike. And that raises to me at least, and just as I hear you and think about it in the immediate moments, that raises to me questions of you know. How much does it matter? How much how much national unity do we really have? Or is it really more about if you're white or if you're not white? And Jason Whitlock's been big on saying that this is a white that like this is a big white versus black fight mm-hmm. and that's a historically kind of been a boxing thing mm-hmm. like theme that they put on. Um but we'll see what he comes to the table with in terms of uh racial slurs in this one. I don't think yeah. I don't think I don't think he'll go the survey uh Kovalev has done that repeatedly. Like um he just fought Andre Ward. 
Um, he's 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 I forget exactly where where Kovalev is from now in the Eastern Bloc, but he's done that explicitly. I, I doubt Conor McGregor will do that or plan to do that with a with an African American. I mean, him and Mayweather have already gotten into a race thing yeah. issue where yeah. Mayweather's already accused him, and he said he's not, you know don't ever throw that. My people have been impressed as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think I would only expect him to tread it, but even outside of like Conor McGregor and it being a race thing, there's questionable trash talk that happens in MMA from all sorts of people. Uh, I've personally never really been a fan of the way that Daniel Cormier has used John Jones um, attempts at sobriety or rehabilitation Mm, as a weapon. Very good point. Um, And and I think that there's not maybe necessarily as clearly defined rules for social acceptability or, or, you know, political correctness as in terms of like that realm or that topic. Yeah. But there should be, we should be thinking about it more. It's a topic that means a lot to me. So like I am sensitive to it in other ways that other people wouldn't. And then that's just one example. Like it's not to single out Daniel Cormier. There's a, you know, but it's one that people don't talk about because we don't think about that enough. Right. It's one that sticks out to me because it means a lot to me, but you know, there's fighters say stuff all the time. Um, absolutely. You know, in an effort to try and trash talk and, um, promote themselves or whatnot yeah absolutely so it's 30 past if you yeah let's see if we can reach angelo uh, let's do this famed coach coaches um most notably frank mir i'm sure you guys you mma fans who are watching are familiar with that name uh he also coaches anna hulatin who's um who's on the show maybe the last show before last show or two shows ago might be coach you there with us yeah, I'm with you guys. Awesome. This is Elias here with Mike. Thanks for being on Extra Rounds Podcast, Coach Angelo. One of a small handful hey, of repeat guests. That's right. Yeah, you're one of the few people we've had on in the last year multiple times. Well, you know, the last time we were all talking, I told you guys it was going to happen. <laughs> you did. You did. You did call it. We were more skeptical, and you did call it. <laughs> I, I'm still trying to too, find too, too much money, guys. Yeah, too much money. I think that's exactly right. That's exactly right. We've been talking about all sorts of, uh, sorts of good and bad crap uh, um, uh, about this fight. We wanted to bring you in to talk really about the uh, about a lot of the technical components of it. I we I, I we checked out your appearance on uh, our friends' show, uh, uh, MMA Junkie Radio, uh, and and we're going to want to hit some of those same points um and and maybe some some other ones but yeah we definitely want to want to shift to technique now you know like it's happened we've got all sorts of controversy but it's time to get expert opinion on technique here okay let's let's get right into it <laughs> uh, and, and by the way just to make it fun because i've, I've I, you know i obviously when the fight got made um like the next day uh I went into like four different shows and everybody was asking about the technical side. And, and I told them, I said, look, there's my opinion, but uh, just so that I can make it fun for everybody, I'll argue both sides. That uh, way, that way when, you, when you can argue both sides, that's what actually makes this fun. And, I, and I'll tell you, Elias, when um, I was at the Andre Ward fight um, uh, against Kovalev, yep. and I'll tell you how crazy, like, th- and this is why I knew it was going to happen. So I'm sitting on the on uh, on the floor side. They're pretty good seats. The people in front of us that were sitting while the fight was going on was talking about Mayweather McGregor. <laughs> now you're actually now you know, I want you to think about that for a second. You're at the Ward Kovalev fight, which I can argue to be one of the very best fights made this year. Yep. Certainly, Max Kellerman w- went out and said 
uh, in his opinion, Andre Ward's the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world. So let's say that in the world of boxing, you argue that Andre Ward's the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world, especially uh, during that fight he's fighting Kovalev. For the people in the front row on the floor to be talking about Mayweather McGregor during the best pound-for-pound right. fighter in the world, it, it, it's, it's insane. That's insane. We have a we have a 40-year-old um, retired boxer who hasn't been in, in in the sport in two years versus someone who's never even boxed before. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he, uh, when's the last time he fought? Eddie Alvarez versus uh, yeah, is it the Eddie Alvarez fight? New York, yeah. yeah. So New York, and we're in the middle of a of Ward Kovalev yeah. two, and the people in the front row are talking about oh, me with McGregor. People going to be. It's such a it was insane, such a big right? announcement that I didn't get any flack for taking like a some time out to read everything that was happening <laughs> on my honeymoon and and to go a step further i didn't say this earlier but while that was all happening my wife booked a hotel for the fights in vegas that weekend well you both made so, great decisions yeah for, for one another i mean it's that big another. of a fight that she was like the honeymoon and she was like i understand do your do what that's you gotta awesome. do that's awesome coach i wow, got that's awesome so- I got oh, two God, questions God. for you, and I know Mike might might have some as well. He wants to go into. I, okay, so I want to talk. I want to talk KO threat. I don't want to talk punching power per se. I want to talk about who's more likely to get the knockout. So, in in their respective sports, certainly Conor McGregor is more known as a one shot power guy, right? Than 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 Floyd is. But I've been thinking, and I want to hear get your take on it. I think for a number of reasons. That Floyd Mayweather, even though he may not be a, as hard of a single-shot puncher for a number of reasons, including just boxing ability, timing, uh, you know, things of that nature, um, he's a much bigger KO threat in this fight, meaning Floyd Mayweather is a lot more likely, in my opinion, to get a knockout in this fight against Conor McGregor than McGregor is uh, to get one, even though he's more known for his power. Do you agree? Do you disagree? What are your thoughts on that? 100% correct. 100% correct. There's more chances of uh, Floyd Mayweather knocking out or getting the knockout um, versus Conor McGregor in a boxing match mm-hmm. than uh, Conor does. And 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 again, like we can have fun with it. And everybody, like I, I believe, like you guys said, Owen Rowdy went on uh, yeah. MMA Hour, right? His striking coach, and was like, "I really believe it." And that's great because if I was in that team, I'd have to believe it too. <laughs> right? Because I honestly can't believe that he could outbox Floyd. Yeah. So that's not gonna happen. <laughs> so you pretty much cornered. If I was in in, in the McGregor team, you kind of cornered me into thinking, "Well, how would we win this fight?" Mm-hmm. Um, controversial cheating decision, kind of like Pacquiao Bradley won. Or um, I just you know I knock uh, we we maybe can score a knockout with some weird weird weirdness. Um, but uh, but no, if, you know we're calling this straight through uh, straight up. Uh, Floyd Mayweather will knock out Conor McGregor. Uh, I can't I can't even think of a scenario where Conor could knock out Floyd. You know because when you say well Conor has power, all right, four ounce gloves versus now ten ounce gloves. Um, and let's not forget again, and this is one of the key things that I keep bringing up. In boxing, you have to have the jab. And if you're fighting at the highest level and you don't have a jab, then you're really going to be in trouble. And if you're fighting arguably one of the best fighters boxing's ever had, and you don't have a jab, you're really in trouble. Like, like I don't even understand the, the you know, like, 
what style he's coming in there with. Mm. Because unless you guys want to tell me which fight <laughs> actually showed uh, Conor McGregor in MMA, in mixed martial arts, showing a good dominant jab. Can you guys name one fight? Like, did he have a good dominant? I, I mean, again, I'd have to research back. So so to be fair, it's not like I'm sitting there watching a ton of Conor McGregor tapes. Um, but, but did he have, like, a good dominant jab? Against anyone of recent, he yeah, was, I'm talking dominant. Where you can, can yeah. like, kind of like, like when you guys had Anna on the show, she talked about that dominant jab. Right. So I'm trying to think which fight did Connor show in MMA that shows he has a dominant jab. The jab. Can you think of any? The jab's never really been a big weapon for him. He always, no. he leaves his lead hand out there, no. but he like does this like kind of pawing motion almost. It's like a gauging distance, disrupting what they're trying to do, creating openings for him to try and throw the left. Um, but no, right. he's never right. been one to yeah. use the jab. And you're, yeah. you're right, Anna, Anna Hulitson, she was talking about when she won her title fight that she won it basically only with the jab. Right, right. Now, now the reason for that, guys, and again, just having to coach in both worlds, the reason for that and the reason why Connor is that dominant, and I've been saying this for years, and I don't know why I get so much hate about it, <laughs> is Connor's karate kicks are very good. So his kicks are his jab. Mm -hmm. So when he's throwing that nice little front kick at you, or if you decide to like go to his backside and then he and then he sets yeah. you up for a spin thrust kick, that's what that's what like for me. If I'm in front of of Connor and he's hitting me with the kicks, I almost would rather like not get hit by the kicks mm -hmm. and maybe just you know like like. Like either get a little closer or maybe get way far, and then then Connor starts to do what you what you talked about, Mike, where he uses kind of like that front hand to sort of pause so he can get the range, and then and then he throws his backhand, and then he knocks people out like Eddie Alvarez, you know, and, that, and that's how he gets it. He's not going to get a, a chance to kick uh, Floyd, so he still needs the starter weapon to set up his main weapon. So I'm wondering what what he's going to do. He can't elbow. He can grab, but then it's going to get broken up by the referee, which will most likely be Kenny Bayless. Um, so, you know, like, I, I mean, I can't see it. So, yeah, no, going to uh, what you were saying, Elias, um, yeah, no, uh, Floyd's going to knock him out. Now, that's, that's <laughs> now, one of the people watching on the Facebook live stream have, has a question uh, they wanted to ask you. His name is Waylon. Um, and I, I didn't hear this, so I don't know if this is accurate or not, but he says, do you believe that Connor will now use the Superman punch since he found out it is completely legal? I don't know if it is or isn't. I hadn't heard that, but what, what is your thoughts on that? It usually isn't. So. Um, Superman punch. I mean, I, I, again, man, I, that seems I'm ridiculous still trying to figure out how Connor is going to get by. I, I mean, I think if Connor, I, I know you guys have that one guy, who said he's going to do something crazy, like dance around naked in City Hall if, uh, if Connor wins around? I, I, if, I, I, if I could please suggest them, don't say, um, don't, don't make the bet because it's possible Connor can at least win one round because uh, Floyd will tend to kind of watch what you're doing first it, to gauge your speed, gauge your distance. Floyd has never been the type of guy to just jump right off the gate and start throwing punches at you. So it's extremely possible, guys, that Connor can win maybe the first round, hmm. you know, um, just on on uh, Floyd watching him and maybe even, like, 
the first two rounds. So if uh, your guy that's making that bet, maybe his bet should be like, <laughs> I'll bet Connor doesn't win more than nine rounds. <laughs> like, like that would yeah, be I mean, much, uh, much more reasonable. A one. Bet for him. I want to end that. Yeah, staying on the sorry. Superman punch for a second, Coach, jump in if, if you want here. I mean, if unless I'm mistaken, I mean, something that that maybe maybe our listener was or wasn't thinking about but a lot of times the any type of superman punch it's like a stutter punch you can do it with uh, with the lead you can do it with the cross but but uh it's really it's set up with leg kicks so if you're looking at the lower body if i'm if i'm doing like a tie right. especially like a tie low uh, low kick where i'm like stepping out with my lead leg a, a little bit and lifting up my rear leg to come if i'm landing that low kick that roundhouse uh, uh to your lead leg a couple times now the next time you see my leg mo- lift up instead of Instead of the kick coming, I switch and I come over the top with a punch, and he's not going to be able to set up a Superman punch. I mean, maybe he can still land it, but all that is is not being on two feet in a in a boxing match, which is very very dangerous. Yeah, no, you're out. See, you guys, you guys know this. You you, you guys know this already. <laughs> you said it exactly correct. Without the kicks, um, it makes it. I mean, Connor has to play boxing, and boxing is position, uh, uh, footwork. Um, and then your hands, you know, and, and, and that's, and, and, and it's like, it's one of these things where is Connor athletic enough to get into the sport of boxing? Yes. 100%. Is he athletic enough to do it in eight weeks and come up with an amazing game plan mm. to beat someone who's never lost before? And mm-hmm. we're talking Name the list. And you could even, like, you could, you could, everybody always goes, well, yeah, when he beat Pacquiao, it was fastest time. That Pacquiao would knock him out right now. That's the <laughs> same Pacquiao who, who, who's fighting Jeff Horn July 1st. Yeah. And that Manny Pacquiao will knock out Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it possible Conor knocks out Pacquiao? Sure. I mean, I guess anything is possible, but I wouldn't bet on it. <laughs> you know, like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sit there and go, Oh yeah, I'll make an argument for that. Like every argument you make for Conor McGregor winning a boxing match against Floyd Mayweather is like the argument about you know Bigfoot existing. You know, like, <laughs> like it's, it's it's one of these things where where yeah, it's fun. We're gonna talk about it. Yay! <laughs> you know, what if Shaq could shoot the three as good as Steph Curry? Yay! You know, but like. At the end of the day, come on, man. You guys already know. You're already even – every question that goes you guys' way, you're able to answer it because you already know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. which is what makes this fight so amazing is that it's like when they ask me at Junkie Studios, would you still pay for it? I'm like, yes, I would pay for this. <laughs> I would 100% pay to watch this because even though we know the answer, it's still going to be a fun process to watch. It's still going to be fun. You're one step ahead of me. I'll, I'm going to watch it. I am not going to pay to watch it. So, <laughs> for... Oh, come on. See, now, this thing got nine weeks out. It got nine weeks of every day, everyone talking about this. So, for those fans... Unless you don't have to. Unless you don't have to pay for it. That's true. I, I'll get away with that. We did have another interesting rule... Uh, question here and i'm looking it up i think that's well, we, what mike Hunt's supposed to you well we've actually have a lot of people chiming in with questions and thoughts uh, to this to this uh to this interview so um there's getting a lot of response but i i wanted before we kind of dive into some of those things maybe for those who don't necessarily understand the difference that the gloves will make on the fight could you explain that to the cas- like the casual fan watching sure um so 
they're fighting at 154, which is, uh, so from 147 on down, you wear eight ounce gloves. And then uh, the next weight level is called junior middleweight. Um, so uh, then you fight to uh, 10 ounce gloves. Uh, and 10 ounce gloves are what's used also for heavyweight boxing. Um, so when you guys watch Klitschko versus uh, Joshua, those were tens. Um, so, uh, but just the glo- the gloves itself, it's um, it's a weapon and a defense that you could use also. So the fact that you have bigger gloves, and, and again, this is okay. So, um, Elias, you train in, in martial arts, and I believe uh, uh, you you said you even tried out for the Ultimate Fighter, right? Uh, yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I've, I've fought a little bit as an amateur. Right. No, no, no. I know, like, recently you just won a match, right? I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that so that's awesome. So when you spar, do you spar with small gloves or do you spar with bigger gloves? Mix it up. Back in the day, we used to just do, um, when we just started, like, trying to, trying, to, trying to train for MMA seriously, maybe like 10, 11 years ago, it would basically be, like, kickboxing with takedowns. Um, and that's good. You okay. can go, you can go harder, but then it's, it gives you a little false sense of security with covering. But now a lot of times when we try to mix in coaches at some like really light timing sparring rounds with the small gloves, cause we don't want to get real dependent on, 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 on the cushion and, and, and the blocking that we might think is there with the big ones. So try to mix it up. Right. Right. But when you have sparred with the bigger gloves yeah. and you're going full out, mm. you found that at times to kind of save you a little bit. It's a little bit easier to just put your hands up and 100%. let them hit the gloves, right? 100%. Yeah, and that's what it would happen. So that's what I'm talking about is, like, a lot of times for for the listeners who want to now start re-watching a lot of Floyd's fights, and every, you know, and again, man, be fair. Like, don't don't be so emotional about it because you're a Conor fan. Just be <laughs> fair because if you start to tell me, oh, well, Conor McGregor did this to Dennis Seaver, okay, then watch the same exact fight that Floyd Mayweather did around that same exact timeline. You know, so, yeah. that, so that when I start to say to you, hey, if you watch um, uh, Floyd Mayweather against Sean Bay Mitchell, you won't look back at me and go, well, that was like 20 years ago <laughs> when Floyd was 15. You know, like, no, man, you can't. You got to just compare apples to apples then. If you're going to go back in timeline, then go back. And what you guys will start to notice when you watch those Floyd Mayweather fights is, the gloves, it's a defense, it's, mm. it's a weapon that you can use for defense mm. also. So the fact that it's bigger, Connor's not going to be able to get away with just hitting Floyd the way you guys saw him hit Eddie Alvarez. Will it mitigate you know? I his... I mean, even, like, look, yeah, like, look at someone like Nate Diaz, right? When he fought Nate Diaz, and this is, and believe me, guys, I got a lot of, like, like, oh, you're crazy. You thought Nate Diaz won the second fight. Oh, and I it. was like, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. Eddie Bravo went on and said he thought you know, Nate Diaz won the second fight. But in a, in a fight, like when you saw him, uh, when you saw Nate fight him the first time, you saw Nate fight him uh, the second time, you even saw Nate do a shoulder roll, mm. and they're using four-ounce gloves. What do you think Floyd's going to do? You know, like the, the guy who's mastered the shoulder roll, and here we are, we're fighting with 10-ounce gloves. Like, man, yeah. the percentage just really dropped of, of how Connor's going to get it through now. You know? There's a speak. Mike pointed out a question to me that we got on there about the back fist. It, it, so, uh, someone asked, right, Mike? I don't know yeah, who it was. George uh, Berzinski asked, "Is the spinning back fist legal?" Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Coach, but no, I don't. No, I don't remember can't, back fist ever being you can't legal. Spin at all? Say that again. Yeah, no, no. You can't. You can't. You can't spin at all. You can't even turn around. 
um, in boxing. So that you, you cannot do a spinning back knuckle of any sort, but you can't even turn around. So and you can't. if I'm boxing Elias yeah. and he's hitting me, and I start to That's turn timidity. around, kind of like what happened to that glory, right. that glory fight guy, and then he got knocked out because he turned around. Yeah. Right away, usually the referee comes in between, and then he says, hey, man, I'm giving you a warning because you turned around. If you do it again, mm-hmm. I'm taking away a point. So, um, so no, you can't turn around at all. And so what it's a, not going to be a spinning elbow. Without the spinning, spinning back knuckle, those are illegal. Without the spinning, the back fist is illegal too, though. Just just a regular back fist would be illegal, wouldn't it? Just, oh, oh, yes, yeah. Right? Yeah, no, oh, okay, yes. Uh, the back fist is illegal, yeah. but um, we've seen Lee get away with it. Uh, um, Manny Pacquiao gets away with it a lot. Um, so, you know, but I really don't think that's going to matter. I mean, if we're going to, if we're going to sit there and go, well, you know, Connor could throw back this. Okay. Um, <laughs> don't see him doing it that much anyways in MMA, but if he tried it on Floyd, um, Floyd fought a guy by the name of Manny Pacquiao just recently. <laughs> and, um, Manny's pretty good at doing that little back fist trick and he didn't beat Floyd Mayweather, you know? So, um, so yeah, but it is uh, it, it is illegal, but a lot of people get away with it. Especially you know if if you're watching it, we call we call it open stance. Um, but if you when you have a southpaw uh, fighting a conventional fighter, you face the same direction. Your your bodies face the mm. same direction, so it's a little bit easier to go to the uh, inside alias mm. and then kind of just throw your hand out. Uh. And and even though you and I know that as a back fist. Um, every you know, if you're if you're the refs, depending on the angle that you're in, it looks like I'm just throwing a regular job, uh, but really, I was throwing a back fist. Um, so a back fist is illegal, but you get. I mean, we you know, a lot of times we get away with it. Interesting. But, you know, Ali did it a lot too. So. That's a good point. I I had one more my own self. I wanted to get this in because I'm very curious, Coach and. Everyone, I see a lot of people out there on Facebook, blah, 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 just fans. They're excited. Maybe they're MMA fans. Uh, they're talking about Mayweather running during his fights. I I, I, I don't see him running. I mean, he's a defensive fighter. Anyway. He's, he's, in fact, he's, he's gotten – He's I've, never done anything to the level of McGregor at UFC 2. <laughs> well, that's very true. He didn't literally run. But he, and he's even more economical as he's gotten older with his footwork. Like, he's, he, doesn't, he doesn't move his feet – uh, around very much, he doesn't run like that's not his defensive style. So it sounds like you agree with us. Like, do, can you can you explain yeah, why no. his defense is not running? Okay, so so again, the point. art of boxing, and we say this, you know, when I'm teaching people, I explain this to them. Um, you guys have heard this over and over. The art of boxing is the art of hitting your opponent without getting hit yourself. So how is that running? We, yeah. you, you know, first of all, you can't run. In a square, I think it's more become a loose terminology because they're so frustrated about the fact that no one seems to catch up to Floyd Mayweather's timing or Floyd Mayweather's speed. So that would be like me being upset at Usain Bolt for doing what Usain Bolt does. <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't make sense. It's, it's like, guys, this is boxing. And by the way, this is boxing at the highest level. And in fact, he's so effing good. He's doing it when he's 40. Yeah. You know, like, this is crazy. This is insane. And, and that's that's why when we, when we go back to, and everybody will go, oh, Andre Berto this, Andre Berto that. In fact, Andre Berto's been uh, on, on TMZ a lot talking about this because he was the last fighter to face um, Floyd. What I always say is that's probably the best version of Andre Berto for me that I've ever seen. 
And Floyd, it, it looked like how Steph Curry made LeBron look hmm. on that one um, on that one it. layup uh, <laughs> sequence, right? So, I, so for me, I'm just kind of like, man, you know, if Floyd's doing that to Andre Berto, hmm. I mean, like, if Andre Berto fought Conor McGregor in the fight, and I know Andre always says they're friends, but if uh, Andre Berto went in a boxing match against Conor McGregor, I pick Andre Berto ten times out of ten, <laughs> you know, and that was Andre Berto. So and we saw what Floyd did to Andre mm-hmm. Bruno. So that that so yeah no man um, I, I just it it, it it's just hard again it will be fun for the next nine weeks to do the whole Bigfoot talk um, <laughs> but at the end of the day we're gonna see what we're gonna see and really unless somewhat unless there's like some awesome leak tape of Conor McGregor sparring Carl Frotch in England. And it was like leaked, you know, kind of like the Duke basketball UNLV tape got leaked, you know. And, and, and then, um, and then uh, we see like Connor like knocking down Carl Frosch. I'd be like, nah, man, this is this is this is fun to talk about. But what, what everybody's gonna pay for is, um, you know, uh, Connor pretty much getting whooped on in boxing. But it'll be fun. It'll be fun. <laughs> Now, uh, we've unfortunately reached the end of the show, but you have a lot going on in your world. You're not just a coach. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of let everybody who's watching or going to listen later on the podcast when it's uploaded to iTunes and wherever, where they can follow you. You have your show, Cage Siders. Um, so just kind of let everybody know how they can keep up with you. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, for all you guys who, uh, you know, every every week we do a radio podcast in Vegas, and also it's a TV show in Vegas. It's called uh, The Cage Siders. Uh, it's with me and my colleague, Jeremy Long. Um, we, you guys could just look it up at uh, cagesiders.com uh, and uh, check it out. We just did an episode with uh, Scott Coker. We just talked to him about Mayweather McGregor. He actually mentioned maybe uh, maybe if he does a Bay Area promotions at ATT Park, we could see Chael Sonnen against Andre Ward. He, he was say, <laughs> saying it, of course, jokingly. But uh, um, So we just had Scott Coker. And then we just had uh, Scott Kent on our television show. That'll air uh, this Friday. Um, and you guys could check that out on the katesiders.com also. And Scott Kent, as you guys know, is the... Uh, the president of Lion Fight Muay Thai. And uh, it was interesting because we talked to him about how Chris Cyborg went into a five-round Muay Thai title fight against Jarena Bars, and Chris Cyborg, who's the baddest woman on the planet, she lost the Muay Thai fight. But in an MMA fight, Cyborg wins like 100 times out of 100. She would destroy Jarena Bars. But again, same rule set on same rule set in a different sport, you need time to acclimate to that, you know, and, and even as athletic and as amazing as, uh, as Chris Cyborg is, she still lost the fight in, in where uh, Jarena Bars, who is an expert in that field, um, she was able to, to beat Cyborg, you know. Um, and, and again, if, if Cyborg were to fight her again, maybe, you know, the gap gets a little closer or if Cyborg was training in, in Muay Thai, just straight up Muay Thai all the time, for the next, you know, uh, couple of years or, or a year, then, yeah, maybe. But, you know, in that match, if you guys want to rewatch it, it it's, I think it's on Lion Fight. Um, you can watch how Chris Cyborg went into a Muay Thai fight and against the uh, Muay Thai champion, Muay Thai on Muay Thai, she lost. So it was kind of fun to get Scott's, uh, Scott Kent's take on it because we asked him about Malapet 
And we said, well, Malapet weighs 147, but if Malapet went up to, let's say, 155, and were to fight Conor McGregor in a five-round uh, Muay Thai fight, who would win? And he said Malapet would win. Um, so, you know, it's, it, and that's essentially what Conor's doing, is he's jumping into the sport of boxing, and he's trying to slay the dragon. You know, and the, the, what is it? The, the famous line is 49 have tried and 49 have failed. So, uh, so yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, join us and talk a little Mayweather McGregor. I'm sure we'll probably have to have you on one more time before the fight as we get closer. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and congratulations, Mike. Um, I got to check out those pictures. Uh, <laughs> Leah said those, those uh, honeymoon pictures are awesome. And then, uh, hey, Elias, I didn't know you were opening a gym. That's awesome. Oh, Congratulations thanks, on, uh, on that. And, uh, yeah, no, I'll, 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 if I get to go to Chicago you better. Uh, anytime, once it's open, I definitely want to uh, check the place out. That's really awesome. And are you getting ready for a fight coming up soon? Uh, I, you know, nothing announced, but uh, I'm hoping for – well, now we can kind of announce. I have no opponent, but we're hoping – I'm hoping to train this summer. news. Yeah, and we're hoping to fight in November. There's a local card in November – uh, I, I, if we get the right, if we get a good opponent, um, uh, some hope MMA or grappling MMA. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully in November. So we shall see. Okay, cool. Well, when you, if you make it out here to Vegas, Mike, you'll probably come to Vegas. Right. But if you, Elias, if you make it out to Vegas, don't forget, man, you and I, we got to get together. I, I absolutely. I'm not next time I'm in Vegas. I'm you're going to know about it a month in advance and we're going to train. And anytime you come out to Chicago, we got your back and we'll get you a chair right here. Absolutely. Cool. cool. Thanks so cool. much, Thank Coach. Thank you, guys. That was fun. Sure Thanks, was. Coach. Thank you. Bye. It's always fun talking to Angelo, man. Gracious guy. He's great. He, he's always so – it's always fun to talk to him because he's always in a great mood, it seems like. Yeah. He's always <laughs> he's a very positive person, and I feel like that's uh, that goes under undervalued at times. 100%. Not by us, man. We appreciate that. Yes. We love our guests. Um, but thank you everyone who tuned in to watch. It, it was a great, uh, conversation going on in the chat. Sorry. We didn't get to everybody's questions or comments. Um, George was asking about dirty boxing. Mm. Uh, JC Casares had a lot of good thoughts, uh, when, it, when Angela was talking about, uh, various different things that came up in the conversation, but thank you for watching and commenting, uh, throughout the show and asking your questions. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it's awesome, uh, we man. do this show every Wednesday on the sports Australia MMA Facebook page at 2 PM central three Eastern noon Pacific one mountain time for the 100,000 people who live <laughs> in that uh, time zone. But uh, we do the show every week. You can watch it live on Facebook uh, via Facebook Live. Otherwise, you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, TuneIn app, Google Play, um, wherever you want. You can subscribe to the podcast for there and uh, listen to it if you can't happen to catch it live. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Um, thanks for coming back after a two-week hiatus, and we will see you next week.